Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to The Spark Parade, a show where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Ons at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, my guest today is comedian and actor Coco Brown, who joined me to chat about her spark, which is Leroy Campbell's mixed media piece, Standing Tall. Um, I had so much fun talking to Coco. She's really warm and thoughtful, and it was a really interesting discussion. Uh, will you find it interesting? Yes. Duh. Of course. Um, can I guarantee that you'll find it interesting? Honey, nothing in life is guaranteed. Okay? But I think this uh, comes pretty close. So, should we test that theory? Yes. Yes, we shall. Uh, but first, quick Coco facts. Coco Brown, a Newport News, Virginia native, born Farrah Brown assails her craft with such passion and soul-searching veracity when she claims a stage the ensuing act is nothing short of a force of nature. Coco Brown audaciously draws from painful reminiscences and hard-knocked lessons, bravely weaving humorous tales that uplift, upend, and upgrade everything you thought you knew about comedy. Her latest special, Famous Enough, premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival, and it's available on demand right now! Quick Standing Tall facts. Standing Tall is a mixed-media artwork by South Carolina Gullah artist Leroy Campbell. It explores the themes of resilience and black history, and depicts a young African-American girl standing tall on the shoulders of the great African-Americans that came before her. Despite all the forms of oppression experienced by people of African descent throughout history, she is standing tall and ready to overcome and move forward. And there you have it. Let's dive into the good stuff, shall we? Here comes my chat with Coco Brown about standing tall. Usually with these conversations, um, I talk a little bit about the origin story first. So do you remember seeing that picture for the first time? Yes. Um, I was uh, performing on the Capitol Jazz Cruise, mm -hmm. and Leroy Campbell had a whole gallery uh, in on the cruise ship. And I remember walking past it, and it just moved me. I was like, wow, um, I had never seen anything like it. And then when I walked up to it and began to see all the messages and the pictures in it, I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is so powerful. And then when I looked at all his other pieces, and I was like, this is crazy. I ended up buying like 
four or five pieces that day. Wow. Yeah, that's how you know something is uh, really special when it grabs you that much when you first see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, his, I think that first uh, thing to touch on, just having uh, works of art that include, you know, they they you feel the weight of history just from looking at them without Absolutely. you know Absolutely. examining them closely and then seeing that there's actual pieces of history you know newspaper yes. clippings that um you know build a, a kind of a picture saying this little girl you know this is uh what led to her being who she is um and it was like, um, you know, with me, I'm raising a son and representation is big for me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I try to always include things in his life, uh, whether we're, you know, doing a history lesson, you know, teaching him stuff that he's not going to learn in school about where he came from and the people mm-hmm. that came before him, you know. And um, I love the fact that, you know, he can walk up to that picture and see so much history um, and and understand that. You know, there was a time that, you know, we couldn't go to school with Mm. white people. Mm -hmm. And there was a time that we were separated. And how we've come so far um, in that dynamic, you know, knowing that it hasn't always been the way that your 10-year-old eyes see it. And just know that sacrifices were made, you know. So that was the biggest thing for me, you know, trying to make sure that my son knows his ancestry, knows his, you know, knows the history of uh, where we come from and and how much we've accomplished as a people, you know, to have something that's on the wall that he has to walk by every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I found looking at them, you know, and I'm like, when he, when I first got them, he was much, much younger, but now that he's older, it's like, I have found him staring at it, like reading what's on that picture. So that means a lot to me. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I talk a lot on this show about the power of representation in art, how, how, you know, transformative and powerful art is, um, as a, a means of uh, letting people see themselves, letting people, uh, feel seen and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, other stuff that I, I find really, um, wonderful about his work having, you know, in, in much of his work, having figures who have these really long necks, he said that's to encourage people to keep their heads up. Um, and, faces with just lips and no other features because he wants people to project themselves into these images Mm -hmm. and it allows Mm -hmm. you it's like this person could be anyone why not me um and that's just you know uh, beautiful when i walked the picture you know and i saw it you know it just took me back to a time when i was a little girl and um you know how my parents went out of their way to let me know where i came from you know, and let me know, you know, the people that paved the way before me and my parent, my, you know, my mother was very big on that. She was an educator and she knew that there was so much left out of the history books that we were given at school. Mm-hmm. So she was constantly, you know, bringing up people that we weren't going to learn about in school and letting me know about these great people. I mean, you know, when I was growing up, I mean, you might have learned about Martin Luther King and Harriet Tubman. That was it, right, right. <laughs> you know. My mother was like, honey, it was a whole bunch of people that, you know, I mean, you know, just that came into, you know, that 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 brought us to where we are. So um, I wanted to make sure I, I still that into my son as well, because unfortunately, the history books have not changed. Right. Or they have changed for the worse. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, the way yeah. things are heading in this country right now, um, you know, it doesn't doesn't give you a lot of hope. Oh, it's frightening, you know, and I just don't. 
understand, you know, all of the history of every person that's walked in this country, that's been born in this country, or was brought to this country is relevant. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it should be given the respect it's deserved, you right. know, and I feel like, you know, like this whole thing about CRT and all this, you know, and I'm like, look, I said, honey, you can't just scabe over stuff because it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, my child and have, you know, I have books that I have found that he can understand um, what slavery really was, what civil rights really was, you know, that it, was, it wasn't just Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. It was a whole lot of people that, you know, came forward. I mean, you know, we don't even talk about John Lewis and I had the opportunity to, to meet him and be in his presence a couple of times. And my child had the opportunity to meet this great man, but we don't hear about him until, you know, later on in life. Right. So it was just so much that, you know, is, is not being told and then people are throwing arms. And I'm like, what's the problem with telling the truth? Right. We, if we, we can learn about all these people that you want us to meet. I've never understood the, the uproar on it, but I also know that some people don't want to look at the dirty truth. Right. They want to avoid it and act like it's not there. And I think it probably would help this country a lot because, I mean, I can't speak for every, you know, black girl or black boy that's grown up, but I know what my parents did and I know what I'm doing with my son Mm -hmm. so that he understands that there's a whole lot of history that you don't know about. It's not in these textbooks. And we're going to, we're going to learn about that in this household. You're going to know you know, right. about people that they don't talk about, you know. And so, um, you know, it, it's, it's a shame that, you know, we're so divided as a country because some people just don't want to deal with the ugly truth. And let's discuss it. Let's get over it. We can get past it if we just discuss it. And right. people don't want to do it. Yeah. And with the CRT stuff, the argument from these, you know, insane white parents is that their <laughs> children are going to be made to feel bad about being white. And um, did they ever think about how our babies felt? Right, right. How yeah, we yeah. felt growing up. Right. Because I mean, one of the first things I never, I never, I never forget this. I was maybe in the third grade, and we watched a movie on the civil rights movement, and I'm seeing black people being attacked by dogs. Mm. And black people being, you know, pushed away and beaten and, you know, water hosed and all of this. How do you think that made us feel? Because that's what you wanted us to see as if to say, this is what happens if you don't stay in your place. That's what it resonated with me as a nine, 10 year old kid. That if I don't stay in my place as a black person in this country, then this is what will happen to me. Well, let's talk about the other dynamics, you know, but it's, it's a shame. They don't want the truth. They want to keep selling the lie. Right. And um, right now it's being exposed because unfortunately um, it's, it's, it's back. It's, you know, it never went anywhere. I think it just had a cover over it. Mm-hmm. And in the last, you know, 10 years alone, we have seen the bandaid ripped off and we realized in all these years, that wound has not healed at all. Right. Yeah. And I, uh, Ibram X. Kendi was on um, Colbert the other night and he was talking to him about CRT and saying, what do you say to parents who, you know, white parents who have these criticisms and say that this is going to be used to make their kids feel bad? And he said, why assume that your child is going to identify with the enslavers? There were white abolitionists and no one is saying all white people are bad. They are saying Mm -hmm. these white people were bad and did terrible Mm -hmm. things. And that's mm-hmm. half of it. But as you said, also, 
why isn't anybody worrying about how black kids are being made to feel about themselves? Right, right. You know, and it's it's a shame because, you know, just as there are different cultures of white people, there are different cultures of black people. Right. And we are not all the same. We don't talk the same. We don't look the same. We don't walk the same. We don't dress the same. There are different you, you have one race, but you have so many branches and components to it. And that's on both sides, whether it's Asian, Latino, Black, white, whatever, you know. And they don't want to expose the narrative that it was bad white people. Mm-hmm. And, and they also know it's going to expose that most of the men on Mount Rushmore own slaves. Right. They don't want to expose that all these forefathers that we pledge allegiance to had slaves. They they feel like, you know, a lot of us just want the acknowledgement. Just acknowledge we existed and we did more than pick cotton. Right. Because we did. We did. We did more than that. <laughs> right. Um just uh Moving back towards uh, Leroy Campbell, the, another thing. <laughs> we went like, sorry. Clever, uh, you know, smooth segue here. Um, yeah. One other thing that I was thinking just when we were, uh, you were talking about like being able to see and appreciate history and also think about your future, see what the path, what, you know, paths are possible for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A thing that I think is really interesting about his work, but also about his background is like, Coming from South Carolina, having like Gullah heritage, um, and having right. like really understanding the segregation movement, understanding that, you know, I know he and I had a conversation and he was like, you know, growing up in South Carolina, we knew we were integrated, but we couldn't operate in that capacity mm-hmm. for many, many years. It was still very segregated. Right. Even way after integration, you know, and you know, you're living in certain places in this country. I mean, you still have sundown towns in this country mm-hmm. where you can't be a person of color and the sun goes down on you. You better get out of that city. Yeah. You know, um, the city I live in here in Georgia, they said was a sundown town up until eight, 1982. Oh. Is that crazy or what? Yeah. They said 1982, it was still a sundown town. You better not be of color caught up in this city. Um, and now this city is full of people of color in gorgeous homes like you know whatever so it's like um what i love about lee was that he understood the assignment that some people would just show the bad you know and show he didn't do paintings of dogs attacking black people mm-hmm. he did paintings of people being resilient after something like that happened mm-hmm. and that to me shows the resilience of black people, the strength of black people, the fortitude, the forgiveness of black mm, people. Because mm-hmm. we are forgiven crazy. Um, and we'll tend to forgive a lot of times when we shouldn't, but we do. Um, I know that I have quite a few of his pictures. Like one of them that I have in my room right now is literally he did this portrait of a black of a black man, of course, with the long neck and the face. But inside this is is icons that are closer to my son's age who have made statements and made a, a positive impact and, and, and been vocal in um, uplifting our people. Like he's got Tupac on there. He's got, you know, um, Asada Shakur. He's got um, Nipsey Hussle mm-hmm. on there. And I thought that was so awesome because, you know, it's just not all people that were old. Right. It's letting you know that 
the struggle still continues mm-hmm. even in this day and age because the people up there voicing you know their concerns and voicing for us to come together as the people and they're, and they're, and they're your age or in your age group you know what i mean mm-hmm. so you know and then i have one um that talks about the voting rights of black people and where we came from and, it, and literally the picture has you know, a makeshift voting booth with a piece of cloth and everything. If you lift it up, there's somebody in there voting. Mm-hmm. And it's a long line of Black people voting, but it also gives you history, like Leroy does in all of his pictures, you know, that, you know, it shows you how we went from not being able to vote to fighting to vote to getting to vote. It, it, it's a beautiful, you know, history lesson in one canvas. Time for a quick break, because somebody's got to keep the lights on around here. But we'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Yeah, and just thinking about different pieces that I've seen, I, uh, like you just said, some sometimes when he has newspaper clippings, it's like musicians. Sometimes it's uh, you know other artists, and I saw one that had like covers of books by black women, like uh, black mm-hmm. politicians. So it's like Stacey Abrams and Michelle Obama, and I mean she's not technically a politician, but <laughs> um, and uh, Kamala Harris. And just having those, yeah, you know, saying like the, these are the people who have led us to this point, and it's up to you to determine your future based on everything that's come before you. Um, mm-hmm. And the way he he goes to talk to school kids as well. I mean, in in Georgia and yeah. in New York, um, really making a point of doing it over and over again, and saying to kids, not just you can be anything, you know, you because that. Of people know Larry Campbell is missing fingers on both hands. Right, right. He makes these incredible portraits, these incredible canvas paintings. And this is somebody that could have easily been told, "Oh, you can't paint, you can't do this," you know. And look at what he's done. He has, a, he has a, he has one in his gallery that I want so bad, but I'm going to have to sell a kidney for it. <laughs> but it literally is. A point, a, a, it's, it's huge, it's a mural, it's huge. Um, and it is, it, it shows all of the black people that were killed from police brutality, but it's not a sad picture, it shows how they've all, um, like have been let into heaven to now be like these angels mm. to show examples. I mean, it's, it's so powerful. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, whoa whoa like this is whoa i mean you had george floyd and you know um uh i can't think right now you know trayvon martin Mm -hmm. you know it it was so many and i was just like oh my god this is like so like i got chills looking at it and then he has another one i actually bought the print i haven't had a chance to frame it because i don't know it's been hard to want to it's a beautiful picture but i just Putting it up just makes me sad. But he did this other one that's absolutely beautiful of uh, a church in the sky. And it was all the victims of the Charleston oh. mass murder. 
in the church, mm-hmm. pictures of all the victims, but they're floating up into the church in heaven. It's and then it's like clips, you know, paper newspaper clippings and stuff about this. It's it's so powerful, but I just haven't been able to put it up yet because it's it's one of those things that do I you know looking at this is like oh this is gonna make me sick to my stomach, but it's so beautiful, it's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I he shows the good, the bad, and the ugly, but he does it in a way that it's just not a picture. It's giving you a history lesson, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, of of how this event happened. Or, you know, how this person came to be or whatever. Um, he doesn't leave a stone unturned when it comes to our history, mm. whether it's every year or right now. Right, right. And also giving that kind of history lesson, but also um, hope, uh, you know, it, mm-hmm. they, they it, again, like you said, the these pictures are uplifting. It's not about trying to say this is the history and what you have to do is sit and be sad about these terrible things that happened. And that is the focus is just feeling like, my God, what can we do? And instead taking all of that stuff and using it and trying to make yourself stronger, try to be inspired to do great things with your life by as a way of honoring the people who have been killed by Mm -hmm. honoring the people who have done all of this work for civil rights all of these politicians all of these musicians who've Mm -hmm. contributed to the same three-line blurb you get in a magazine or a textbook right it's more in depth you're getting more background about the situation i mean you know if, if you ever get the chance to come down here and go to his gallery just prepare yourself it's like walking through black history with a huge uh notebook you know i'm not even gonna say something like cliff notes because some of these pictures he gets really in depth with them so it's not just excerpts like you you're gonna be reading for a minute and i just love that it's just not a picture that's why you have to so funny i was gonna put some above my tv and i said wait a minute you can't read it up there (laughs) so they all have to be at eye level in your home and everyone come to my home it never fails. People are standing in front of those pictures reading. Yeah, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, the stuff you were saying about the resilience of Black people and mm-hmm. uh, overcoming these enormous odds, these enormous obstacles that have been put in front of them by this country. Um, he talks a lot about Black joy as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, saying in some ways, Black joy is a radical act because it comes uh, against these insurmountable odds. But it's also yeah. every day. It's it it you know it it can be miraculous, but also be mm-hmm. commonplace. And it is. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you know, black people's lives aren't full of misery because of right. what has happened with the in, in this country from its uh, inception. Mm-hmm. The weight of that history is you know carried, but there's still uh, the the space to live full happy lives. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and you know that's the one thing that, and and and, and to the to the white people listening right now, you don't have to be black to buy this art. Mm. You don't have to be black. I I, I have a girlfriend. Um, she has so much. She is a white woman from New Haven, Connecticut. But she has so much beautiful black art. She has some of Leroy's pieces in her home. Mm. 
And she said that her, her white friends will come in and go, what is this? Like this? She's like, what? I don't want the hotel pictures in my house. Mm. <laughs> like, want, you know, and she, she was so moved by, you don't have to, you know, it's okay. Right. It's okay to learn about our history because we've been learning about yours for our whole lives. Right. It's okay. And also it's, it is our common history as Americans. And I think yes. going back to the CRT stuff, it's like saying we need to extract blackness from all American curricula because we need to have white children be the focus of everything forever. And it's yeah. like you said, not telling the whole story. It's, it's, an, it's dishonest. No. And I think more than ever right now, we need CRT because now when they're talking about possibly over, first of all, when I saw this, I just, I had to pull my car over. When Clarence Thomas said, of all people, mm. had the nerve to say we need to revisit Brown versus the Board of Education. Bruh, bruh, like, really? Really? Like, now you want, because of CRT and because whatever you're feeling, now you want to go back to separate but equal? You want to mm -hmm. go back to separate schools, separate institutions? Right. Really? Like, it's scary. And it's, it's, it's shameful that it's a Black man doing this. But when I say Black, I say that so loosely, honey. Because <laughs> everybody Black ain't Black. Honey. Let me tell you something. Everybody's Black ain't Black. Honey. <laughs> uh. Look, look all, all, folk, all Black folk ain't kinfolk. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, right now, more than ever, we need to understand how far we've come and the things that have happened mm -hmm. in this country, because now they're really trying to separate us. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? Like, literally, I have friends who are leaving the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, They are leaving. They are moving to Dubai, Abu Dhabi. Yeah. I, said, I have friends moving to Singapore. They're out. They're like, mm -hmm. this is crazy. We got to go. Like, they re they're refusing to raise their kids here. Yeah. And mind you, it ain't just us. Mm. He's a, these are some of my non-black friends too. Yeah, and it, it's scary when it's getting to that point that you're talking about uprooting everything you know to move to another country because the country you've known your whole life has disappointed you this much. Right. It's scary, you know. Um, but you know, I, I'm grateful for someone like a Leroy Campbell. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and our contributions and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Yeah. We're going to make you see it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty exceptional work. Um, <laughs> it is. I mean, if you ever make it to Atlanta, you have yeah. to go to his gallery, but even if you don't go on his website, cause it's all mm -hmm. there, Yeah, yeah. but in person, touching it, mm. feeling it like, whew, it's, it's yeah. I, I, I had to go home and, 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 and decompress from going to his gallery because it was literally walking through one of the most powerful places. As, I mean, everything you could imagine. He's got stuff from about Billie Holiday. He's got mm. things, of course, about John Lewis. He's got things about, you know, Black inventors. He's got so much representation for our children. Yeah, You know, there's Black Boy Joy and Black Girl Joy. Like, it's so many. And mm -hmm. I'm so big about that because I know when my child goes to school, I've got to fill in the blanks. Right. Yeah. You know, and things like this can help us do that as Black parents for our children. And white parents. Hey, you, you, your kids can learn a lot, too. Right. Don't be scared that they're going to feel bad because, like y'all always say, you got one Black friend, they'll explain it to you. Right. <laughs> You'll be okay. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, there's a lot of people who are waking up to the idea that progress in this country it, it does not only go in one direction. It can mm-hmm. be, you know, reversed. And mm-hmm. that people who may have considered themselves safe from any bad leg- legislation getting too involved in their lives are realizing that it's nobody is safe. <laughs> and no, um, this new resurgence of going backwards is affecting everyone. Mm-hmm. And those who are in support of it are probably the ones that want to abolish the Brown versus Board of Education. (laughs) They're probably the ones who would love to go back to 1962. Mm -hmm. And that's scary. Yeah. And I guess, you know, that's one of uh, many reasons that Leroy Campbell's work is so powerful is that it is staring into the face of that kind of bullshit and saying, there is still hope. There is still a way to lift yourself up and to move forward. Absolutely. Um, and it fills in the blanks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of blanks in this country's history. Yeah. That the highlighters skipped over a lot. And pieces like Leroy Campbell's fills in a lot of the blanks. It does. Yeah. So let's continue to fill in yes. all of those blanks, everybody. Yes. Please <laughs> Yes. Um, I think that is a very nice note on which to finish. Um, Thank you so much. This has been really fun. I really appreciate you making time for me. I like this. Finally, an interview that nobody asked me about. How'd you get started in comedy? (laughs) So thank you. Maybe it showed everybody. I do have a master's degree. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Great. But thank uh, you so much. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. It was really nice talking to you. All right. All right. You Take too. Care. Bye-bye. Yay! You did find it interesting, didn't you? I knew you would. Thanks again to Coco for being so generous with her time. Uh, her new special, Famous Enough, is out now and available on demand. Okay, quick spark of the week from me. I saw a movie called Watcher, and it's really great. It's a thriller with a kind of rear window vibe, but um, it's also about the isolation that comes from moving to a new city, uh, especially one where you don't speak the native language. Uh, So in this movie, Micah Monroe plays a woman who moves to Bucharest for her husband's job. She doesn't know anybody in the city, and she's incredibly lonely. And she's wandering around the city by herself and um, hanging out in her apartment by herself. And she gradually starts to notice that a man is looking at her from a neighboring apartment building. And from there, things start taking a turn for the... Uh, Yeah, it's a really atmospheric movie. It's so beautifully filmed. The framing of each shot is done with such care and it just looks really spectacular. Uh, Micah Monroe is fantastic in it. It's the first feature from a director called Chloe Akuno, um, so she's definitely one to watch, in my opinion. Uh, it's an eerie little movie, and yeah, I liked it. If you like gloomy thrillers, you'll like it too. So check it out. It is, uh, it's on demand in the U.S. right now. I'm not sure about other places. So check your local listings or whatever. And that's it for this week. Uh, please remember to follow me on social media. It's critically important to your health and well-being. I'm at Spark Parade across the board. Uh, other than that, 
Have a fun and exciting week. Maybe go on a little adventure or something. Who knows? Up to you. And until next time, bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.